This mini series is for you, whether you're in the thick of it, whether you're building your own learning offer and feeling discouraged by it, or if you want to create something and aren't sure how to get this right and avoid a lot of the struggle and pain and headache and frustration along the way. In 2022, you should be considering expanding your revenue stream to include a learning offer. If you have already been teaching people or getting results for people, there's no reason why you can't take a portion of that and automate it or streamline it as a learning offer. But don't hold yourself back because you don't know where to begin. Trust me, DIY is not for everybody and it's okay to not know exactly how to do it. Like I said, creating learning is hard, even for people who have loads of practice. Creating courses and programs for your brand can be a massive undertaking, which could take years. The guests on your Greatest Work podcast have poured their heart, their soul, their finances into creating amazing products for their business with the intention of reaching more people, generating more income, spending less time while generating that income, and achieving success in all of its forms. Let's welcome today's guest as we discuss their challenges, joys, and ambitions to transform lives with their learning offer. You can't generate passive income with integrity until your offer is truly transformational and you can prove that it gets results for your clients. Clients are done with crummy courses and we're gonna talk about how to make your greatest work. I'm your host, Manya Horner. Some traits which were formerly a negative in my life, such as attention to detail, out of the box thinking, yearning to do things differently and dreaming bigger than anyone around me, these used to be my shame, but now they're my greatest asset. Prepare for an intelligent conversation with people who are open for feedback and exercising humility as they continue in this pursuit of lifelong learning. Grab a notebook and capture some strategies that you can implement right away in the next iteration of your course. Creating a learning offer is hard, so do me a favor and be less offended by your own inability. Stop being offended with yourself and feeling like you've let yourself down when you can't be a specialist in every area. It's okay not to know how to do something super well in your business. Since when do we expect people to be able to do everything perfectly? That's a total lie. We're a work in progress in a lot of areas in our business. And if you've chosen to create a course or a learning offer or a coaching program or something where you're teaching people how to change or you're teaching people how to do something, there are a lot of things to navigate in this course creation or learning offer creation. There's so many hurdles and minefields to navigate, even just in the very beginning stages when you're creating that offer, not to mention the actually delivering the offer, the collecting feedback and iterating. There's a lot to know and a lot to do in order to get things right. Working with a learning expert can actually help you get rid of a lot of those hurdles and risks. And in this episode, I'm going to share some failures that I've had in my career and what I learned so I don't repeat those mistakes and you can learn from them too. You're welcome. (laughs) Take a deep breath and just let it go because if you've tried to create learning and it didn't work or if you launched something and it flopped or if you started creating the outline for a course or a program and it never saw the light of day, please know that you are not alone. 
This episode gives you a chance to learn from me, from my challenges, from my failures, even recently, and why you should stop being offended by your own inability to create a learning product that's amazing. Because friend, you probably haven't yet developed the skill set. And I want you to question, should you really develop that skill set? Or is this an opportunity for you to outsource to somebody who can do this and you just stick with your zone of genius and let a learning expert who's developed their skills over an entire career work things out in your business? Oh, and before I forget, subscribe to this podcast and go to the show notes to sign up for my weekly email because the next six episodes are a special series that I've planned to carry you through the holidays. And this one is a little bit more of a reality check, but in each of these episodes, I'm going to take you on a journey. I want you to feel super inspired by dreaming about passive income. And I want you to consider the mindset blocks that might be holding you back. I want to teach you how to learn to pivot when passive income isn't happening yet. And then I want to teach you my absolute favorite model of selling learning, which you may haven't heard yet. And this is really what you can do to get your learning to market as quickly and effortly as possible to hit that passive income goal in 2022. Have you been sitting on the fence? Are you ready to move? Move ahead and make that learning product in 2022? We've got a few ways to work together. I encourage you to check out our strategy call or an audit of your existing offer if you want to make it better in 2022. And if you need help in a one-day I say one day, it usually ends up longer than that, but mapping out your entire solution, working with a learning design consultant, that is a fantastic offer. And if you need help making your entire program from start to finish and you have the money to invest in that, let us know. We've got a great team of learning developers who can make it happen and get it to market sooner in 2022. All right, I hope to encourage you in this episode with my stories, my journey, and what you should do to avoid FOMO. You need to get your learning offer ready to sell and breathe that sigh of relief once that project is ready to launch. If you have already tried, you know that creating learning is hard. If you're brand new to the idea and you're drooling over the idea of creating a passive income stream in your business, then don't let this podcast episode put you off, but do pay attention to the realities, set your expectations, and then listen to the next five episodes after this. You won't want to miss those. It will take me about five episodes to get to one of my favorite solutions for creating learning, so hang on tight. This mini-series is for you, whether you're in the thick of it, whether you're building your own learning offer and feeling discouraged by it, or if you want to create something and aren't sure how to get this right and avoid a lot of the struggle and pain and headache and frustration along the way. In 2022, you should be considering expanding your revenue stream to include a learning offer. If you have already been teaching people or getting results for people, there's no reason why you can't take a portion of that and automate it or streamline it as a learning offer. But don't hold yourself back because you don't know where to begin. Trust me, DIY is not for everybody and it's okay to not know exactly how to do it. Like I said, creating learning is hard even for people who have loads of practice. It's even harder when you're creating an education product that you want to sell as part of your brand or if it's a core offer of your business or brand, because you've got this whole added layer of marketing and sales to contend with. And that is its own beautiful kettle of fish. But this isn't all a doomy and gloomy episode. I want to encourage you 
funny enough with my a story of my own failure and reassure you that yes, it is challenging. It's okay to fail and you can learn from that and just don't stop. The people who succeed are those who don't quit. So I stumbled into learning kind of by accident. Even as a small child, my mom homeschooled myself and my three siblings at the time for a little bit. And my mom said that she would actually turn to me and kind of rely on me at the age of six or seven to listen to her lesson. And then I would just automatically turn around and summarize the learning in my own kid words and teach my other siblings. I don't know where this came from. It must have been something inside me, kind of the innate teacher in me. She said that I literally taught my siblings because I was intent on listening. I loved learning. I'd pick up the concept and then I would just distill it in my own words. This superpower I have actually come to respect. It's the bedrock of my career. If you know me and have worked with me, you'll know that I sit and listen and then I can pop a summary or bottom line a statement into that meeting and everyone's like, yep, that's what we were all trying to say. It's just a gift that I've come to appreciate. So fast forward to my teen years, I became a violin teacher at the age of 16. I don't know if you know that about me. I mainly taught my students, kids. I had kids, teens, and adults just from methods that I had learned from my various music teachers. And I was in an orchestra, so I had exposure to a lot of great music directors and teachers. I had no formal teacher training at this time, but I did progress my students along really well because I was creative in my approach. I could reframe a lesson in a ton of different ways using different analogies and getting my students to do, you know, kind of crazy stuff to try to get that click. I wanted my students to have their own aha moment. And it worked. This method worked really well for beginner violinists. I essentially created my own year one to two of a student. Um, I basically created my own private lesson curriculum. I did formalize the skill with a bachelor degree in education after my business undergrad. And then through happenstance, I ended up as an instructional designer for BMO. That's one of Canada's big banks. Since then, I've created a ton of training, small, large, from e-learning all the way up to conference learning, consulting programs. I've created coaching packages, digital courses, and membership sites. And you know what? Every time I'm about to sit down and create the actual course itself, I feel a little sick. (laughs) Because I'm hoping that all of my research paid off. I'm hoping that my learners will be engaged and not hate the class. I can tell you, insecurities still creep in for sure. I feel like that's a normal part of caring so deeply about the quality that I'm putting out. Why is it so hard to create learning products? Well, it's easy to come up with an idea for a great learning product, especially if you're really close to your target audience and you know the problem that they have. It can be pretty easy to be like, oh, I've got a great solution for them. And the idea of passive income is super sexy. It's really appealing. It's in your face all over Instagram. It's in your business network. There's a lot of FOMO to launch a digital course or membership or coaching program. You probably are already feeling like, oh, it's too late. Everybody's already done it. Like, am I showing up late to this? The answer is no. There's always going to be learning and training. That hasn't changed. But Yes, it is tricky. Creating learning products takes a lot of skill and it takes a lot of creativity and persistence to produce because the projects themselves are quite long. There's a lot of moving parts and 
people spend their entire career building a skill set as a learning experience designer or as an instructional designer or a developer. There's very niche practitioners of people who create really specific types of training and develop in certain kinds of software. And even myself, I've technically been working towards this my whole life. So you need to consider adult learning science when you're making learning products. Otherwise, you're just hoping it will work or you're making some learning solution based on intuition, which does work to an extent. But these are some of the reasons why it's tricky and kind of hard to just wing a course. It takes a lot of time to research, plan, gather, organize your content. It takes time to recognize what your brand is or your method or your model. It takes time to plan all the details and subtleties to make it engaging and exciting. There's a lot of moving pieces to a project to actually build it out into a tech tool so people can consume it. There's even marketing your course. You have to market it internally. And you have to make people excited through communication to keep going and hold them accountable to finish. And even this month, um, I launched a brand new learning product. The course is called Your Greatest Work. It's to teach people like you how to create your own learning offer. It's actually embedded in a business coaching program right now. If you're curious about that, please click on the link here in the show notes if you want to see more about what this entire curriculum is about. But it's perfect if you're at the beginning stages of launching an online business that has education baked into it. So a learning offer like a course or program. But even as I launched this new learning product, as an experienced learning designer, I had to push through big time. And I had a couple of late nights writing it out, getting it done, editing audio, editing video, creating worksheets and workbooks making examples, creating exercises for people to do, putting in all the email sequences that would encourage people to keep going. And so that was just all the physical parts. But I even, even me, I had to move past doubt through insecurity. Is this good enough? Oh, have I done too much? Am I practicing what I'm preaching? You know, I had this whole extra layer of my reputation to contend with. And also pushing through procrastination to just complete the dang thing. It's almost harder to create a learning product for yourself to sell. It's so much easier, honestly, for me to create training for other people because when I'm making it for myself, I'm so close to it. I'm almost too close to the content, to the experience and to the outcome, to the what happens if people don't like it? Could this crush my reputation? Honestly, it can be enough to freeze you and never let you get that product to market. And yes, I have had legitimate failures in the past. Oh, yes. So these always rear up their ugly head to haunt me. That inner critic likes to show up and tell me that this one might be a flop too. So what does failure look like for me or for you for that matter? It could be any number of things, but especially when you're counting on this offer as a main part of your revenue stream, if your launch flops, it can be a huge blow financially and to your confidence. I've seen people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars building a product that they barely researched. They didn't validate or test the concept with their market. And so the thing flopped. Oh, it's so disappointing. It's so discouraging for people. And it can really put you off from trying again. I have launched a lot of my own mini courses in the past. They were pretty good. You know, people learn from them. But my biggest problem was I got bored after a short time and I stopped offering them. And I still consider those to be sales failures because a lot of them were great little, very useful mini courses that 
to be honest, if I package them up right now, would probably sell really well. Why am I not doing that? I don't know. Everything often had to feel perfect for me. If it didn't feel perfectly on brand or it wasn't, you know, perfectly aligned with my colors, um, I just wouldn't continue to offer them. Or maybe I just didn't recognize how valuable they really were. And so I didn't see a need to keep promoting them and pushing them from a sales perspective. Another failure that I've had in the past, I started a company several years ago that never took off. It was a big, big goal. The training for this concept was super in demand. It was actually in skilled trade. I have a background through my family business in building, in construction, and specifically in heritage restoration. And I had an idea there. But because I was too scared to invest the funds that were needed to get it off the ground properly, I stopped. I quit. I backed away. I had done all the legal investment. I had made incredible contacts with the government and I had support from colleges. I was tackling a huge industry need. It had tons of potential, but I never fully invested. It was too big and I got scared. And to be honest, it was a number of years ago and I probably wasn't quite ready. That was a failure. I still feel the sting of lost opportunity with that one. And maybe, maybe I'll still get to it at some point in my career because it would be great. I know it would be. I've launched other small learning offers over the past year that that didn't go super well, mainly because of my sales efforts. I'm really good at making something, not so great at telling people it's available to buy. You may have even noticed that about me. And even for client work, I've created courses for other people in the last 10 years that I was not proud of. Ugh, and I knew I wasn't proud of it when I released it to the client. Mainly It was projects that were out of my control, you know, working with a scientific panel of doctors and they just wanted every medical word in it and wouldn't let me keep it out. Sometimes it's just you had restrictions for timing in place and you know it was making a terrible learner experience, but you had no choice. Often that happens with government training. Ugh. So I knew that things were out of my control, but it did feel gross. And these projects do not show up on my resume. And I have sworn that I'd never take on projects that don't allow me to do the right thing for the learner. And that's really why I'm here in this business, working with entrepreneurs, because it happens. Failure and challenge are part of the package. That doesn't mean you should stop, though. That just means you might need a little bit more information. You might need more information from your end user, or you might need some more information or some skill development to create actually great learning that's going to get results. So this all means that I keep going, I keep trying, I keep coming up with new delivery models and ways of teaching until my students or learners get it. I keep iterating. If the iPhone developers stopped at the first version of iPhone, none of us would be where we are today with a beautiful, sleek iPhone 13 that's got all the bells and whistles and beautiful camera and speed and capacity. It takes time, right? It takes constant iteration, annual updates. You know, it takes a lot to create great products and it's no different for our learning products. So now I look at what I've done that's good and I figure out how to make it great and even better. And I want to help you do the same. So stop letting your own inability and fear of failure hold you back. It's going to be challenging. And it will be a big project in a lot of cases, maybe even the biggest project you've ever tackled. 
but that's all the more reason to stretch yourself. And with some considerations and with some support from professionals, you can reduce your risk. So give me a shout. I've got capacity for one new client in December and one new client in January. So with some expert consideration, you can reduce your risk and get that learning plan created way quicker and then get your course or your training product out to market in 2022. We're going to talk more about how to do this in the upcoming five episodes. So subscribe, share this with somebody you know who's in this journey and stay tuned for next week. We're going to be talking about these aspirations that you have of achieving passive income in your business, and you're not going to want to miss this. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Please share, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and better yet, connect on social media. It can feel really isolating talking into this mic. It's tough for an extrovert like me. So please send me a message and let me know what you think of the show. I welcome feedback and ideas because I too am always learning from you.